welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, why I quit YouTube. My short-lived attempt to create a sustainable YouTube channel is over, and here are the three primary reasons why. Reason number one, doing YouTube is a major hassle. A big problem with YouTube is that they're owned by Google. It's been my opinion that every time Google comes along and buys something, they have to improve it, quote-unquote, or change it to the point where it is unusable. And YouTube has been no different. I can remember a simpler time before Google owned YouTube. And in those days, YouTube was not only user-friendly, it was a snap to use. And even though this was years before the first smartphone, loading a YouTube video was a breeze compared to the hassle involved today. In those days, you could actually do simple editing within the YouTube website. Today, from my experience, YouTube is a prickly jumble and a tedious mess to work through. And if I find Google a major pain to deal with in general, this is the way the very blog that I use when I do the postings on ufowarning.blogspot.com. That blog is a hassle to use. It's hard to get spell check to work half the time. It's hard to get the typing to come out in the correct fonts. They've just turned it into what Google does with everything, and that is a pain for the creator to use. And to top this all off, as a creator at YouTube, you have to bend to the whims of any random YouTube uh, moderator slash dictator who happens to not like your channel. And recently, I've seen online where a very popular uh, UFO uh, content creator, I think it's called Secure Team 10, guy's got gazillions and gazillions of, of, of hits. I mean, a lot of his videos are getting two, three hundred thousand, maybe four or five hundred thousand hits on him. It's a super popular channel. And I uh, noticed he hadn't put any content for quite a while. And then I found out, and look, uh, going through the comment sections and then listening to him actually talk about it, that he'd been demonetized. There's a guy with, I don't know, overall probably had several million hits on his channel. I mean, every single video he put up seems like it gets 100,000, 200,000 uh, views on it. But from what he said and what I could gather, one of the YouTube uh, people there in the little black hole of Silicon Valley decided that they didn't like his titles. Uh, they thought his they thought his titles were clickbait or too sensational, so they just arbitrarily demonetized the guy. Now here's a channel that's making thousands of dollars for the creator and making thousands of dollars for YouTube because remember YouTube keeps like forty five percent or something of the ad, of the ad revenue, but but some faceless little bureaucrat in the bowels of YouTube decides that they don't like this guy's. Uh, titles for his UFO videos. So they just arbitrarily demonetize him, take away his income, the way of supporting himself, all the uh, income that he gets for creating this stuff. Now, people can still watch the videos, but he just wasn't being paid for them. So in other words, he wasn't being paid for his work. I mean, think about that. What if a, what if a musician created a, a top 40 record, and then someone at a radio station somewhere decided that they didn't like uh, one of the lyrics, or they didn't like something that the uh, musician did, and then, and then just decided to demonetize that person while they went ahead and played their record 20 times a day. 
I mean, I think most people would find that that's patently unfair. But YouTube has no problem cutting off the nose of their stockholders to spite their own face. I mean, here they had a creator who's making money for them and themselves, and they just decided to randomly demonetize them so that neither one of them can make money off of it. Now, eventually, uh, I noticed the channel has come back up and is now being monetized, but who needs to deal with this nonsense? Now, I also find that it's not fun creating content and then have to wonder if it's going to pass the mustard with, you know, some woke uh, moderator slash gatekeeper at Google or YouTube. The second reason I quit YouTube, really before it ever got started, was the money. For most small channels, the money is just not there. Especially when you consider that you have to have a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of viewing time before you ever see a dime, before you're even eligible to be monetized. Four thousand hours is quite a bit of viewing time. That could take that could take months, maybe even a year or two for a lot of small small channels, and that represents a ton of work before the creator even sees a single penny, because you have to create all those videos, and they take hours to do. Creating a video for YouTube takes much, much longer than creating, say, a podcast for the average creator. Now, unlike podcasting, where creators are generally paid a set dollar amount per thousand downloads, YouTube has a payout structure that keeps things, in my opinion, confusing from the start. It's almost as if they want to muddy the waters so that you never know what you're going to get. I mean, what you get on the payout from YouTube depends upon... Uh, where the viewer is located at. Uh, some countries are going to pay a lot. Say he's in India, that, that view might pay a buck. If it's in Germany, it might pay $8. Uh, if you're a decent-sized YouTuber, it might pay $10 or more in the U.S. And I've seen rates as high as $18, but you have to remember that YouTube is taking 45% of whatever gets paid in, and that confuses things even more. If you look at a payout sheet, and you can go to the YouTube videos, and people will show you, this is how much I've made. It's not hard to find out. And you look at the paperwork that YouTube sends them on how much their channel earned. I mean, you have to almost be a CPA to figure it out. If you're a podcaster on Anchor, or I suppose a lot of them, they just hook your podcast up to a to a uh, account through a third party that pays it directly into your debit account, checking account, whatever. I mean, you click the button, you get paid. It's it's super simple. You don't have to be a CPA to understand it. You get paid a certain amount of money per thousand. And that's another thing as far as the money goes. For YouTube, uh, I've seen a lot of rates for uh, creators maybe only getting a dollar or two per thousand. Now, supposedly some of the uh, more... Uh, popular YouTube creators are getting up to $10. But you don't know because everything's so opaque, they won't show you. With podcasting, it's very transparent, whether I think it's through Anchor whoever. The average beginning podcaster um, who's eligible to get spo- you know sponsored or whatever, they're going to get around $0.10 cents per thousand. Now, even though you're probably going to have a lot less downloads through a podcast than you are through YouTube... I mean, the money the money is there. And some of the better uh, podcasts have been going on for a while. I mean, they're making $15, $17. And I'm seeing, like, some of the bigger podcasts are probably making, like, $25 per thousand or even more. So 
as far as the money goes, when you compare it to the amount of work and the level of difficulty and just the snotty, arrogant attitude, I find, that you have to put up with with Google and YouTube, for me, doing the podcast and just focusing all my work on that is a way better option because the people are easier to deal with. And when you get paid, I mean, you can rack up a view today on a podcast and get paid tomorrow. And YouTube, you're going to wait. I mean, on on Anchor, if I cash out my money today, it's in my bank generally the very next day. And YouTube, I hear these guys talking about, you know, racking up their views and then not getting their money for like a month or two. And then when you do get your money, you're not even sure how much you're going to get per thousand. Because it's going to depend upon whether your viewer was in Istanbul or New York City. Now that said, the last reason, it's kind of a serious reason as to why I quit YouTube podcasting. It's really a little bit depressing. The last reason is that as a YouTube creator, there is now actually legal jeopardy involved. Not only are accusations of copyright infringement now a real issue, because we are seeing the, the notion of the creative use doctrine being just thrown out the window more and more. So you have to be super careful about any picture that you might happen to use in your video. Uh, you certainly don't want to use music. That's not, you know, specifically for that video. But it's really made it hard to create content unless you're just doing like headshots of yourself talking or man on the street interviews or whatever. So the copyright stuff is a real issue. But now we find out that while YouTube was busy banning Alex Jones and pretty much banning anybody that would even mention the man's name, and banning all kinds of other conservative content, not just Alex Jones. They were banning all kinds of people that won't, that they didn't have the same political persuasion as them. People that were, uh, you know, that they thought showed a religious, not even religious, but a Christian inclination, or people that were maybe uh, anti-abortion, or people that didn't go along with what they felt was uh, the party line. These guys are having their their videos. Uh, if not demonetized, taken off YouTube altogether. So while YouTube's doing that, they were doing something else that to me is a little bit sketchy. Recently, it's come out now that I guess this law was around, was it called COPPA? It's got to do with uh, respecting the privacy of children. So a lot of you probably know that when you go and watch a YouTube video, they drop cookies on your computer so they can track you and send you uh, specified advertising that's marketed directly toward you. Well, YouTube had all these kids' channels going on where uh, people were had kids reviewing toys. There was one of them, and they were making a lot of money. And what was happening was they were tracking these kids' computers. Well, it's against the law. So they end up with this big lawsuit with the feds. They pay $170 million dollars. And now they come out and tell YouTube creators that, oh, by the way, if you have a video that you've posted and you have not listed this as kid-friendly and someone complains about it decides that it is kid-friendly, and believe me, the definition of kid-friendly is pretty wide here. And it turns out that YouTube has been dropping cookies on this kid's computer, tracking them so they can put advertisements on the video they're watching, well, all that blame doesn't fall on YouTube. It falls on the creator. And that creator can be fined $42,500 per infraction. So say I put up a video about a YouTube invest- about an investigation of a UFO. 
it seems to me like it's completely adult content. But then someone comes along and complains about it, and it turns out that that some bureaucrat somewhere decides, oh, well, this thing could be attractive to children. And, and a kid might be interested in the subject. Well, still you think, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is YouTube putting computer code on your computer, basically spying on you, tracking you, and tracking kids. And, of course, the government doesn't want them tracking kids. Well, if they're tracking the kids, why should I be blamed for it? So in order to protect yourself now, you more or less have to list all of your content as kid-friendly. And the advertisers, of course, are demanding that they only pay for ads that are directed toward uh, specific uh, viewers, which means if they, if they can't track the kid, if they can't track the person doing the viewing, well, they don't want to put ads on your video. I don't know what's wrong with just putting ads out there that, you know, that that appeal to uh, people that are generally attracted to UFO videos. But it looks like the ad revenue is just going to evaporate, from what I can see, as far as creators are concerned, in the YouTube market. And, and lastly, who wants to be involved creating content where you could end up with a $42,000 fine from the feds? It's just not worth it. When you combine the hassle of having to deal with just YouTube and Google in general, where they're constantly changing the interface, constantly improving things to the point where they're just unusable anymore, when you consider uh, the small amount of money that the average YouTuber is going to make and the enormous amount of work involved, and then you combine that with the fact that YouTube, instead of trying to work out a, a, a deal with the feds, that would protect their creators, basically just paid the feds $170 million and threw their creators under the bus. I don't know who in their right mind in this climate would want to take the risk of putting monetized videos on YouTube where they have to deal with YouTube for low pay and at the risk of a a, a big-time fine for the feds over an honest mistake. It's not worth it to me. And I'm not going to be doing it. So that's what I wanted to cover in this episode. I realize it's not exactly about UFO content, but if you happen to go to the UFO Warning YouTube channel and find that there's nothing there, well, that's it. I'm just, as I said in the title, uh, that's why I quit YouTube. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.